Welcome to Read Now, brought to you by Mooney Valley Libraries and hosted by book-loving library staff Jenny Mulder and Jackie Brown. Mooney Valley is an historically rich and diverse local council area located adjacent to the City of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. Mooney Valley City Council respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, their spirits, ancestors, elders and community members past and present. Today we have a guest with us. Adrian is a avid graphic novel reader. Uh, Jenny and I tend to more dabble in that area. So welcome, Adrian. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me today. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you here. Would you like to tell us why you enjoy reading graphic novels? I, I used to draw a lot when I was growing up. I used to like drawing cartoons and things. And then as I got older, I sort of started reading, you know, different types of graphic novels. You didn't really realise that there was a, uh, you know, a market for graphic novels that weren't just about superheroes, you know, and they can be about real life. Um, and they're just very expressive. So you can often explain or, or, or tell a really sort of heartfelt, emotional sort of story um, through comics. Um, and sometimes that simplicity can hit just as hard as like really good literature. I think the most obvious one that comes to mind is uh, Mouse by uh, Art Spiegelman. Mm. Yes. Um, I believe, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I think it was the only graphic novel um, that won like a Nobel Prize uh, for mm. literature or something like that. I believe it was some major, one of those major awards. There's always that weird perception. And like I said, as someone who grew up collecting comic books, um, it was always like, oh, you know, when I was a teenager, like, why, why are you still reading comic books? You know, like, mm. you're too old for that. And even with the superhero ones, people seem to forget that they, even they deal with really serious issues. Like X-Men, for example, is mm. all about prejudice. Um, so they, they deal with some really, really serious topics. Um, and as far as Mouse, like, that, that's obviously one of those really bittersweet sort of, uh, you know, pieces of art, because it is, it is art. Really uh, simplistic um, sort of drawings. I mean, they're very, you know, um, evocative at the same time, but there's just something about the simplicity of it that almost seems like childlike. I think Mouse um, really does a great job of showing you just how awful and atrocious the Holocaust really was mm. and how it just broke, broke people. Anyone that survived is just eternally broken. It's not really much of a spoiler, but there's just that scene in it where his father is got old cereal in his cupboard that's like way past the due date. And the son says to him, I'm going to throw it away. And then the dad's like, don't touch it. Don't throw it away. Mm. This is like, you know, it's good. It's still good. And I think that was like, I almost started crying when I read that part of the book, it, you yes. know, because it was just, it was such a perfect example of what the Holocaust had done to him. Yes. Yeah. And, and the scars that he, he carried for the rest of his life and, um, and passed on in some ways to his, to his family too, as well. Mm. Do you read other things up, apart from the graphic novels? Yeah, I think graphic novels were interesting for me when I was growing up because they allowed me to sort of transition into sort of, you know, more traditional literature. Um, yes. So you sort of move from uh, maybe from reading graphic novels to science fiction and fantasy and things like that. And mm. I remember sort of reading 
um, Michael Crichton, like Jurassic Park and stuff like that, <laughs> yes. which I which I love by the way. I just <laughs> it's a Jurassic Park the book. If I can plug that for anybody, that is like the movie's great, but the book is so much better. And that's I know that's often the case, but it's just a really great book. And I remember reading that when I was in high school, just thinking, oh, this is amazing. And I thought, you know, Michael Crichton is this great literary guy. <laughs> um, not that he's bad, you know. It's just, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, then I obviously went on to uni and stuff and, you, and I studied um, literature a bit. So you sort of um, get exposed to more and more there and it sort of refines your tastes and, and, and what you can get into. So I know Jackie's not a big fan, but I'm a really big fan of um, Murakami. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jackie, you're not a fan? No, not a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Give me a break and then I'll tell you why I'm not a fan. That's all right. That's fine. Um, Adrian? You don't feel that there's ever, a, you know, an age when you can, when you stop reading graphic novels. Why would you, you know, why would you stop reading something, you know, that's, I mean, it's like, would you stop looking at art just because you got to a certain age? You see graphic novels and comic books as not separate from, from great literature. You, you still read both and you get different things and different points of view um, and sometimes the same point of view from both um, genres. Yeah, I think they could, like... Um, they complement each other. Absolutely. Yeah, they really do. Mm. And I think Neil Gaiman is a really great example of someone who mm. does great literature but also does great graphic novels, which you could also consider literature as well. Um, I think the Graveyard book, which had two, two volumes, one and two, that's like fantastic. That's one of the best graphic novels I've read as well. And then he also did uh, Sandman, which is also, oh, yes. you know, that's a really prestigious um, set of graphic novels. Yes, yeah. And of course, you know, there's The Walking Dead, which has been turned into that incredibly popular um, TV series that seems to go on forever and ever and ever. Um, and yeah. And more recently, they've been doing a lot of, um, they've been reinterpreting literature, um, traditional mm. literature, historic literature in to graphic novel form, such as Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, Jane Eyre, mm. um, even Agatha Christie type novels as well. So it, it's a growing, um, it's a growing genre, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it, it's about accessibility as well, right? And you can, and like I said, you know, when I was younger, I sort of, I felt like I graduated from graphic novels or comic books to, to regular sort of literature. Um, but it was, it's more just to do with using it as a segue. And I think going backwards like that. So, um, so you create a graphic novel adaptation of say the disc, the Discworld book, um, yes. which was the, the color of magic. Um, and it's just really, the, the artwork is absolutely beautiful and Discworld lends itself really well to, to comic book form. Um, and then that sort of can motivate people then to go and actually read the Discworld series, which is awesome. It's a great, one of my favorite, favorite series of books. Um, there's obviously tons of them, so I haven't read them all. Well, you get, the, you get the graphic novels that complement the text novels. So um, I quite like the Rivers of London series by Ben mm. Aronovich, mm-hmm. uh, and there are novellas of in that series that have been, that are only in graphic novels, which I've quite enjoyed. So they're, they're not a strict retelling of any of the the, mm. the text series, but, uh, but they're just sort of a lovely little addition. 
It was like a supplementary sort of yeah. thing, right? Tells mm. like the, the, the auxiliary stories of the world. Mm. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's really cool. Adrian, what, what else have you read a, apart from the graphic novels? Um, can you recommend anything else? I know you mentioned Murakami, um, who Jackie apparently doesn't like, and I actually <laughs> haven't read. Um, did you want to talk about him or did you want to talk about well, something else? I'd like, to, I, I'd like to ask Jackie why she's not a, not a fan first. Uh, I don't. I, I've, look, I've tried. Um, the amount of people who've told me over the years that I should read more Murakami is pretty long. Uh, I have found when I've read a couple of his books, um, I find his writing to be a bit tell not show, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you think of the, the kind of classic adage, show don't tell, which works, which I think is mostly for sort of visual stuff, but works for novels as well. Um, he tends to assert that certain things are happening in the in the sort of minds of his characters, but I, I don't believe it. Uh, so my classic example when I have this argument with people, which I've had before, uh, Norwegian Wood, uh, which centres around a male character uh, and two female characters, both of which he has relationships with, and the sort of one of the central ideas is that, is that he's in love with both of these women, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> just it's very cold i find it find it very cold and unemotional uh, i can understand the coldness i think some of his characters do have this weird uh detachment from reality mm. um which I, I i'm not saying that i you know uh, agree with him sleeping with uh, two different women and saying he's in love with both of them equally or whatever um it's just i think his characters are very strange and oddballish which is why i quite quite like them funnily enough that it's the, it's the weird sort of surrealism in his books or i guess it's some sort of magic realism and these um, are things that i like dodgy characters who <laughs> talk about their feelings a lot and yeah. <laughs> slightly slightly odd surreal scenarios are pretty much my cup of tea but for some reason um mirakami just has never stuck for me yeah which is more than fair enough it's uh, you know each to their own um but yeah he he does he's Characters do investigate their, their emotions and feelings a lot. And they're mm. always trying to figure out who they are, it seems, as a person. I, I'm not convinced by either one of you that I've <laughs> <laughs> got a book I want to read, but then as um, not appealing to me, but that doesn't mean it doesn't appeal to, to heaps of other people. I know it does. Oh, he's beloved. Yes. Yeah, he's probably like, you know, right up there for me in terms of, you know, my favourite writers. Mm. I just really like the way he does it yeah and i kind of like even though jackie doesn't like that where he kind of tells and doesn't show i actually quite like that about him because he writes in first person and i just really feel like you get into the mind of the character uh, there's two books i'd like to mention that i think people should read and i'm pretty sure jackie's read one of them convenience store woman Yes, <laughs> yes, I loved that book. Uh, it is fantastic. But you it tell is, me why you liked it. It's short and sweet, yeah. but um, just superbly written. Um, Sayaka Murata, a Japanese author, translated into English. Um, a, a strange character that she is. Um, and she works in a convenience store pretty much her whole life. Um, and she's just like really dedicated to her work. But am I right in assuming she has like Asperger's? Syndrome? I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, 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 somewhere along that spectrum, you know, yeah. 
she's what in her mid thirties and yeah. her, people in, in her life are sort of saying, why are you still working in a convenience store? Like mm. get a proper mm. job and a boyfriend and she's and she, bless her. She tries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she sort of pretends like she starts yeah. stu- the way she studies people and then copies their mannerisms and how they, how they uh, think and talk about life so she can fit in. Mm. It's brilliant. That, it's, that's one of the great yeah. book and you could knock it like i think it took me a couple of days but you could easily knock it out in an afternoon it's not a long book yeah but it's one of those books that you could reread as well mm. um it's a lot of fun and i think that people should read that book and the other book is another japanese uh author and this one's a couple of years old which is the traveling cat chronicles uh, by hiro arikawa um, and that's basically written from the perspective of the cat and um it's it's a it's an award-winning book um you know it's like a best i don't know if it's sorry an award-winner but it is an international bestseller yeah it's it's quite loved yeah it's really really good um and i if you're a cat person like i am um and you're an animal person in general i think you'd really enjoy it have you read it jackie i haven't um i keep meaning to because people keep mentioning how much they like it but um as both of you know, I'm a dog person. Um, there, are, there are dogs so, in the There are dogs in the book. I'm not anti-cat, but, you know, dogs are better. It's fine. That's <laughs> a very um, provocative statement there, Jackie, but I agree with you, actually. <laughs> I can't win here. I need some. I need more cat people to jump into the book. Oh, podcast. there's plenty of cat people out there who will be supporting you and horrified at Jackie and myself. Thanks, Adrian, for coming along and chatting with us today. It's been great talking to you about graphic novels and and other things. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm sure Jackie has too. For those of you who would like to chat with Adrian in person, he does work at our Avondale Heights branch and does sometimes work casually at some of our other branches. So look out for Adrian. Um, Just like Jackie, he's always up for a conversation about books and Mm -hmm. reading Mm -hmm. and will be able to recommend something for you to try next. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks. And now we'll discuss what we've been reading, watching, listening to. Jenny, what's been on your list? We've got a few things on my list. Uh, Last week we had our first book chat talking to some of our um, Hmm. library users about what they've been reading and watching and listening to. So I have added quite a few things um, to my so-called to read list. Um, Mm. One of the ones I really want to watch on Canopy is called A Ghost Story, which I've Mm. actually seen um, whenever I open up Canopy, it always makes me smile because there's an image of um, this particular film that pops up with a picture of of someone with a sheet over him like you know, had mm. costume for pretending to be a ghost. But it's <laughs> actually, according to um, one of our Canopy users, a, a really, really good film. And I've been do, looking at some reviews and it does look like it's well worth watching. So I'm going to ignore the, the corny cover, so to speak, <laughs> and um, never judge a book or film by its cover and watch that. It's it's about a, a man who who dies quite young, um, looks Mm. like he's been in his 30s, and he returns as a ghost with a sheet on him. (laughs) Um, 
to console his wife and it's it's what happens um after that so it looks really good um so i'm, I'm looking forward to that actually what about you have you got anything lined up to watch uh, to watch, we've just finished in my house watching uh, the rest of the current uh, season of Babylon Berlin, which is on Netflix, but it's a German, uh, you'd call it a crime drama, I suppose, but if it was French, you'd probably call it noir. It's very dark, um, but set in Berlin uh, in the 1920s, so in the Weimar Republic before the Nazis come to power. So it's very interesting. So that's finished and there's no more of that for the moment. Um, but we've now moved on to Succession. I've got oh, my, yes. my yeah. copy of the DVD from the library of that, uh, which is the American TV drama about a very, very rich family and uh, an intergenerational conflict. But I've started watching it and they're all horrible people, which <laughs> amuses me greatly. You were talking about that last time and um, uh, I wondered what you were going to think about bef it. So, before, I've only watched two episodes, I think, and before I started anything, I knew they were all going to be horrible, but I was like, no, they're actually, no, there's like, still to find a redeeming quality in any of them at the moment. Oh, okay. A bit like the characters in The Slap. Oh, worse. Much, much worse. Much, much worse than The Slap, gracious. I've actually... Um, it's only available currently on pay TV, but I've been watching the Singapore Grip, Grip mm. um, which is based on a book by J.G. Farrell that won the Pulitzer Prize, I think, in 1978. Mm. And similar thing um, that some of the main characters are very, very, very unlikable people. Um, you wouldn't want to live next door to them or, or meet them in real life or, or certainly work for them or have any dealings mm -hmm. with them. Um, in terms of business but the book was really good I, um, I managed to get hold of a copy of the book and um, no doubt it'll be on free to air sometime soon mm. I hope so that other people can watch it and enjoy it it's a really good series actually mm. and a really good book I was um, pleasantly surprised actually mm. I found the characters so so interesting and so horrible mostly <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that's not the sort of book I usually read as you 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 know but um mm. sometimes it's interesting to read something way out of your comfort zone and and see what you think and that certainly was the case i was on borrowbox today and i'd forgotten briefly that uh, borrowbox also has ebooks as well mm. as e audio and i found a particular book that really appeals to me in their always available collection and it's a, called Australia What Happened by Ben Popji, I think you pronounce his name. Sounds right up my alley, non-fiction, of course. Um, mm. I like a bit of history, especially if it's got a humorous touch to it. Um, one of the things it talks about in, in the blurb is that it, um, it's a book about how sheep ruined everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what impact did the gold rush have apart from making Australian his history quite boring in my opinion um, mm. it talks about murderous starfish now, what's not mm. to love about that mm. Aussie larrikins and um, politics and general history it have you got anything on your reading list yes yeah, speaking of non-fiction um, I was fortunate to attend an online session of the Melbourne Writers Festival. In fact, I went to a couple and uh, heard Katan Joshi speak, uh, who is a Australian advocate, I guess, for 
renewable energy and uh, climate change action and everything we should be doing but aren't. Oh. Uh, and so he's got a new book out called Windfall about um, wind power, essentially, uh, and ways we could probably uh, move forward on um, renewable energy in the future in Australia. So he spoke at the Melbourne Writers' Festival, which I found fascinating. I've only seen his written work previously. I've not heard him speak or anything. And he's very calm. It's possibly not quite the right word, but he's a lot of the discussion and the argument around these sort of topics is, you know, a bit bombastic and got to and we're not. But um, I don't know. I think he might be a bit more persuasive and I've got a fiction book lined up. Uh, my next read is going to be uh, Greenwood by Michael Christie about multiple generations of a family, uh, but sort of through a lens of trees. So trees are very central to this family in various forms over the generations. And it uh, goes quite back far into the future and also a bit into the past and then also into the future from now. So I'm very excited to be reading that as soon as I'm reading the book I'm finished reading the book I'm reading now when I was looking at borrow box and of course went off on down that rabbit hole and found the ebook to read um, I was I realized that I noticed that they had 488 rules for life by Kitty Flanagan which I've been wanting to read for oh, a long yeah. time yes and if I thought, she's reading that then that'd be a good audiobook that's that's what I was thinking so mm. it's actually out on loan at the moment but I'll put my name down for it so I'm looking forward mm. to that mm-hmm. so that's my um my list what you've got anything else to finish up on or are you a bit like me I think we've touched on it before, but I've been finding it hard to concentrate on reading at the minute. But I just wondered if you want to talk about anything else reading at the moment. I'm going through peaks and troughs. At the moment, I'm a bit energised, mostly because um, uh, my one of my favourite authors, David Mitchell, released a new book uh, a month or two ago, which I've read and which is amazing, um, which has sent me back into a bit of a spiral of some of his earlier works that I'm rereading. David Mitchell of the Bonecocks? Yes, that David Mitchell, not the other David Mitchell. So I'm, I'm in an up at the moment. Okay. Uh, but, you know, this, this year I've, along with many others, I've, I've had sort of lower periods where I'm either not reading much or having a need to read lighter. Mostly I haven't been reading that much at all. Thanks for listening. We hope you got some ideas for your own read, watch and to listen lists. You can find more information at catalogue.mvcc.vic.gov.au.